Covino and Rich. Best of the week. All right. Covino and Rich. Best of the week. Oh, butt cheeks. Nice. Covino and Rich. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. So something ruffled my ridges and it didn't feel right with me. It didn't sit right. And man, I was so pissed off about it. I really was. And I'm not going to tell everybody what that is. It's really none of your beeswax. The point is, you could you're not say gonna, you're something not gonna bad. Catch, you're not going to catch up with Spot if you're using words like beeswax. Yeah, sorry. I know. Damn. Uh, fuck. Never use the word beeswax. Beeswax. Listen to this guy. <laughs> I'm going to listen back to the replay, and I'm like, oh, I said beeswax. Oh, fuck. Yo, he, just, he's funny. He, he just told the national audience of uh, mostly men to mind their own beeswax. <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh, <laughs> what, a fucking, so what a fucking oh. loser. <laughs> so the point is, when I went to bed last night, you know, there was Mind an underlying feeling of, of this is aggravating. I expect more. I'm not satisfied. This isn't where I want things to be. You know, we should be better than this. We are better than this. How come people don't recognize we're better than this? We're the fucking best show on SiriusXM. It needs to be noticed. Like, I was like, you know, mad oh, about is- shit. You're a maniac. Fuck you. So listen. <laughs> hey. Dude, I woke up today. Hey. Right? Hey. Today, Wednesday morning. Yeah. I looked in the mirror. I did the Shooter McGavins. I was feeling myself should've, a little bit. Should have took a selfie. I didn't take a selfie, but I did the whole, like, I looked at myself like women do, but I didn't post it. And I sat down, and I did the lazy guy, like, sit there, like, waiting for something to happen on the toilet. Nothing really happened. So essentially, I just peed while sitting. And (laughs) I thought to myself, self, it's a new day. I'm supposed to be mad about some shit. What what am I mad about again? I I could have sworn that some shit was bothering me. Some shit was really aggravating me yesterday. And then I woke up and realized, yeah, the shit that was bothering me last night to those extents, those levels... Didn't matter one fuck to me today. So it's a matter of like, you know, never send that email, never react, give it a day. You know, you hear all these things. This, these are all, when you, these are you are all saying to of, leave your worries behind? These no, are not really. It's these are great the, pieces of advice that I'm glad you took. But Spot, you hear that a lot in business. Write an, write an email. Right. And take but a it breath. really registered because if I reacted yesterday on my feeling... Like, even when I came home yesterday, you know, Jordan's like, hey, how was the show? I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm mad. No. Think about what? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. No. <laughs> right? Leave me alone, right? She's Nothing. like, what? Tell me. Now I want to know. I'm like, I'm not telling you because I don't know. Right? Because I didn't know how. I, I was processing my feelings. Nothing. Nothing. Right? Fucking mental case. <laughs> right, right. I will, I'm so glad I didn't react because today I don't give two shits, really. But if there's a way to bottle up whatever happened from when I said good night, before I said motherfucking fuck everybody, fuck you realize it's not worth. Then I wake up and everything's forgotten. I, if I could figure out a way <laughs> to get from point A to point B in a, in a better way, where it doesn't take eight hours to sleep it off, then you know, then I figured out life and things a, would be a lot better. Did you have like a fun, sexy dream? Did I have a fun? No, my dreams are terrible, Spot. You know, maybe it's because I don't remember any of my terrible dreams that I feel better today. I have and a again, question. I'm tying it into, 
you know, what I said was keeping me up because I think we're great. But clearly, I feel like I'm being overlooked in some aspects of Every, our radio but career. You're, there's a few things here in play. Everyone, like you said, even including Sylvester Stallone, who Adam Carolla told that story in our show. Everyone. Like, think in, about it. I'm like the only guy with three different franchises. I remember. You know, uh, I, got like, I got like Rocky. I got like Rambo. I got Expendables. Even my Cobra stuff was kind of good. You know, no one gives me any love. Meanwhile, the world gives sly love. Nobody I remember loves me. Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, I know it's a long time ago that he was on our show. That was back in our New York days. But I remember him even saying, no matter how good you're doing, you always are looking at other people thinking, well, am I doing as much as they are? Am I making as much money? He, at the time, I think he was. it was the end of How I Met Your Mother, and he was hosting like the Tonys and the Oscar Grammys and all these things. Yet he was still feeling like overlooked. So everyone, it- everyone, no matter what you do... You feel overlooked. That's why when you there it, are times as long as you're getting paid, then that's all that matters, bro. There are times where I don't where, think that's all that matters. If you're you Howard, want people to acknowledge your your bro, efforts, bro. you know, I remember, that's kind of what it's about. No, Howard Stern, and I remember back in the Opie and Anthony days too. The guys that were the top dogs, getting paid the most, and clearly making the money. And, and getting the respect, would also complain about not getting enough. And I remember guys like you and I would be like, are you serious? Like, okay. if you hear, if you right, hear, let me if give you an you, example. Dude, if you hear Mad Dog Russo or Howard or back in the day, Opie and Anthony, or any of these people talking about how they felt left out of something or disrespected, d- didn't that make you think, wow, that means everyone feels this way? Yes, I, I, I do believe that. That's so, why I'm trying to figure out, well, what's the, what are we really searching for? For ourselves to, to give ourselves the pat on the back? For other people to give the pat on the back? Or just to get paid? Like, is that all that really matters? That's all that really matters. And I don't think so. I've been trying to tell you that. I've been trying to tell you that. I don't think that's it. No, I don't, I, but I don't think so. I've been telling you that what, what really drives us, Rich, is the pat on the back from others. If Spot baked the cake, and let's say our career is the cake. Ooh, Here's the analogy. Spot bakes a cake, right? Yeah. Fun yeah, he's baking the cake. Oh, please, Funfetti. With his own, yeah, Funfetti. Funfetti, oh yeah. With, with his own desires in mind, like, I'm making this cake for me, and I'm going to make it to my specifications the way I like it, because I'm feeling myself and I'm Spot, right? I'm making a good cake. He makes a cake, he brings it to us. We eat the cake, but we don't really react. There's not a part of Spot, even though he made it for himself, there's not a part of him that says, well, did you guys not like the cake? Why didn't you like my cake? So the point is, like, funfetti. on funfetti? the most simple of levels, we're really looking for someone to say, yeah, you know what, Russell Wilson, you, you are the top five. You are the top dog. Yo, Kavino and Rich, you know what? You get overlooked, but you are the best show. Like, we're all looking for that, even though we like to say all that matters is what we think. It's not all that matters. If it's all that matters, then why does Spock give a fuck if I like his cake or not? No, no. Why don't you like my cake? See? There's, that the great motivator is what other people think, there's, there's, even though it doesn't matter. There's two things at play. There's two things at play. And Thanks for feeling me on this, because it's kind of I'm, a random thought. I'm absolutely feeling you on this, and I'm aggravated about it, because one of the facts, one of the factors in this conversation... I have been telling you and preaching for the longest time, Billy Joel style. For the longest time, I've been telling you. Steve Cavino. That's a point for Rich. Point for Rich. He's climbing the board. 
He gets a point for a good Billy Joel reference right there. Is it going to be weird if I play it? Because you like, were confused when I played Michael Jackson. No, he just know, know, knew that he was uh, falling down on the scoreboard. Whoa. For those of you keeping score at home, spots the funniest guy, but Rich has got a point for a reference right there. I have been telling you for the longest time that what's the most important thing? Yo, are you getting paid? Yeah. Are you compensated fairly? Yeah, I'd say so. You got a job at Sirius XM. You got a job at ESPN. I play softball on Sundays, and there's a reason I'm bringing this up. My team consists of a lot of people that live out here in L.A., and if I told you how many people are in the middle of pitching a show, their pilot got picked up, their pilot didn't get picked up, they're trying to sell their comedy special, they're producing a new movie, and they're having issues and this and that. Everyone everyone out here where you live in Los Angeles, I hear them begging for work and opportunities and this and that. And I'm thinking, I am no longer ever going to complain about time, how much time I have to work here or, or ESPN. You should just be grateful and happy you got two jobs at two huge companies, you're paid nicely, and you're living a good life. You really give a fuck about uh, feeling an ounce of disrespect here or there at a job? Hey, dude, like, those are all the right answers. Ready? Doing it for yourself, getting paid, these are all the things we tell ourselves is the real reason why we're doing what we do. You, but they're you, not the great uh, motivators, dude. Can the I great motivator I'll is the, truth. The, the, the pat on the back from others and did I make you proud and, hey, what do you think about what, what I did? Those are what mo the real motivators, but we say to ourselves, we're, we're doing it for ourselves. That's really not it, I don't think. You know, because Russell Wilson, yeah, he's getting paid. Do you want the truth? I, I, let, let me tell you, there's a difference between what, what is right and what's really motivating. You Russell Wilson's getting paid, and he thinks he's the man. But what really motivates him, I'm sure, is to be the best and for other people to say, dude, you're better than Tom Brady. Could I, could I tell you something? Never going to happen. You can't handle the truth. You can't. Oh, another point for Rich. But the real question is, you know, we all tell ourselves, me especially, I'm the biggest culprit, is like, I do it for me. I fight for me. You're the least, but you're not like Drago at all. I'm, I'm like the, the, yes, I'm everything like Drago. <laughs> so I fight for me. I do it for me, mm. the Yasubian. You do it for the money, you do it for the paycheck, whatever your reasoning is. You know, you play mental gymnastics and you're like, no, fuck everybody. I don't care what anyone thinks. But really, if it goes back to the default setting of why am I overlooked? I don't get the respect I deserve. Aren't you, by default, as a person, really looking for the. The you're good enough, strong enough, and you're the awesome guy from other people, you are looking for that. So what's the real motivator is what I'm asking you. What's the real motivation? Is it the paycheck? Is it the personal accolades? Knowing that you're the best, or is it really, hey, I want everyone else to know I'm the best? What's the real motivator? You say one thing, but I think the other one may be true. It's <laughs> easier said than done. But I think you get to a point where, yeah, you you like the feedback. And we do a very peculiar job where there's a lot of feedback about our performance. Most jobs don't get daily feedback on what you do for a living. You know, like John the accountant doesn't get a daily report on how his accounting went that day. You're a type of guy that doesn't yet realize the bigger picture is, you know, am I making money? Do I know I'm doing my best, and do people that make decisions respect me? 
And if people that make decisions respect you, you're making money, you're being a good provider for your kids or wife or whoever you're, you know, with. That's all that matters. Yo, I love the feedback. That might be all that matters because it's the right answer, but but what's the real motivator? The negative feedback and and, and people patting you on the back or telling you that you suck, it's it's all part of the fun. Hey, dude, no one's going to deny that's all that matters, that that you feel good about yourself and that you're getting paid. You know, and when I say you, I mean the collective you listening. This isn't about Kavino and Rich. This is everybody. No one's going to deny that that's not the right answer. What's the great motivator? What are you really looking for as a person is what I'm asking. I'm looking for my paycheck to clear. I don't think so. I'm looking for if no one one liked Rich, it, it wouldn't be all that mattered to you. Dude, you, Mr. People Pleaser? We, I, I, I've tried to break away from that because I realize that there's going to be people that hate on me, but a, a lot of those people that hate on me support our show by listening because they love to hate on me. And I've mentally embraced that and said, yo, like there's, there's people today that are hitting us up with mean shit. But I think to myself, they listen every day. And if I can be their outlet, if I make a living... Mm-hmm. And my role in their life is, yo, this guy is having a rough day and shitting on me is making his day a little better. Ah, I could deal with that. You try to just have a good attitude about it. Yo, I think about this all the time. You see people with millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. But you know what they're doing? They're living with two roommates mm-hmm. in an apartment in North Hollywood. And I'm thinking to myself. Oh, really? Yeah, Do you have their address? I was like, yo, that you like who's winning? That guy in Which life? apartment complex? See, but you know what? You make a great point. But I'm saying, like, but we I, don't know that. We like to think that to make ourselves feel better. What do you mean? We don't know that. What do you mean you don't know that? We don't know what, if people have with millions of followers are getting paid. We don't know that. I'm saying there's people that act, and it's not, it's not just L.A. or New York. There's people that act like they're doing big things, and they're not doing jack fucking squat. And if you're doing well, you're working hard, you're making money. Who cares about the outside noise? I know easier said than dude, done. You're dude, giving me I the mean, right answers. I get dude, it. I say the, these things yo, to myself all hey, the time. Guess what? Everybody for for does. years of your life, you were very close to something that was all fucking sizzle, no fucking substance. Fajita? Hmm. Yes, fajitas in your life. But I'm saying there's people that there's people out there that are that got nothing going on in the world, but they like to make everyone think they got things going on. You have stuff going on. Don't ignore the noise. But you know what? You, you know what it comes down to. I had the reason for you, and I, and I guess there's other people like you. And I'm not it's saying not just I, me, dude. I'm not you're saying, gonna tell me that you're not motivated by the pat on the back from others? You're out of your mind. You're no, just preaching oh, me the right answers. Everybody knows the right answers. I'm going deeper than me, that. Saying, you, trust me, well, but what's if, really motivating me, you at the end of the day? If, if you want, we could get into my personal issues next, or Spot's personal oh. issues next. But right now, this is Steve Cavino's personal really? issues. Really, it's not. And, it's and, it's, no, it's it a is. thought and that I'm I saying, think everyone no. could wrap their heads around. Well, if you if you want to, if you want, I wanna, think you're the biggest culprit of all, and you're just not admitting it. Okay. I'm the first guy to say fuck that. I don't care what anybody thinks. Your schedules but, are so stacked. Oh. Now you're doing your therapy on the air. But really, when people aren't. Giving me the respect I deserve, that's a great motivator for me. I said it before the break. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. I don't think you're giving me the truth. I I think you're just giving me obvious right answers. No, no. Let me explain. You want answers? I want the truth. The thing is, yeah, I have my own set of personal issues. Same with Spot, same with Jake, same with everyone listening. But you fall into a category that... I'm not saying you're in denial of, but we always say, what did Dr. Jen say? And we all, it all blew our mind and you made fun of me. Everything goes back to your childhood. And you were an only child until you were nine. And no one I know in my life 
you, any of the thousands and you ever think how many people you've interacted with in your life? Spot, what do you think? Do you think thousands for sure? How many people, jobs, work, school? You've interacted with thousands of people in your life. How many murderers do you think you've met along the way? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I At want... least 35. How many times you ever shake hands with a murderer? How many times have you shaked hands with like a killer or a rapist or someone awful? Based not... on the people that come to our conventions? At least 35. Yeah. <laughs> kidding. Probably Let's like go. 20. Come Two. to our convention June 20th to the 22nd. New York City. But of all the people I've interacted with in my life, and I say my I'm being serious, in my life, no one loves a pat on the back and affirmation more than Steve Cavino. And it's because your mother, I've heard your mother on the phone with you. Let's act this out. Spot, you well, be, you you stop be being Cavino. So you be Cavino. Body. You be Cavino. I'll be his mom on the phone. Hey, Ma. Steven, I saw you on television last night. I, yeah, what'd you think? I don't know. It was I didn't feel oh that great. God, no, I don't you, know. Steven, you are the most handsome little angel sent to me from heaven. Oh, I, thanks, Ma. You, I, I blessed, I think. Her Mr. Moody present from I don't heaven. know, though. What, right. How was my I, hair? Was my hair good? Oh my, like, did you, I look good? Were my clothes you good? You have the greatest head of hair. Let me tell you something, Steven. Like, I don't I, know. I, there was a scuff on my shoes. I couldn't get it off with the, a magic the, eraser. The, the day you were born in 1976, God must have done something special that day because you are the greatest boy ever. Ever just know how handsome you are, how talented you are, and my goodness, you're the funniest. I love you, baby. I mean, did you I know, look chubby? Did I look chubby on TV? Uh... Chubby, you're. You should win, Mister Olympia. You're amazing. And <laughs> scene. And scene. That's a conversation with Cavino and his mother. Okay, great one. Hi, Which, Ten. You know that's why we set up this whole discussion by even Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Has the default setting of why am I not getting the respect I deserve? So I know, why don't I, I get I, the credit? But Rich is immune to that. Listen. Everyone, hold on. This discussion went from everybody feels this way except for Rich. Can I tell? Well, and I got no, and this no, is my issue. No, I, I listen. If you want, I told you we could go over all the things that make me a fucking maniac next. But, but you're gonna tell me that's not a, a great motivator. It's not dude. the money, and it's not for you. It, it's all of those things, but it is right. the. Uh, respect and admiration right. of other people. You, it is. No I, matter how much they, we want to deny that, it goes back to that. Why don't you respect me? Like, uh, I'm making movies every day, you know? It does go back to that. Can I, I Listen, if you want to make it all well-rounded, we'll get into me and Spot next. But let me just finish this on you. Okay. And, and yeah, just I'm give done, me a second. Give me a second. The over love and bragging and pats on the back that you received your whole childhood and told how amazing and perfect you are you've attributed to you not lose you you told me the only reason you didn't lose your mind over the last couple of years and jump off a bridge going through your divorce is because your mother and father loved you so much that you felt good about yourself you yeah, i'm sure that had something to do with it you yeah. like you were overloved as a kid to the point where spot i know it's bugging Cavino. That at ESPN and at SiriusXM, not enough people tell him how good he is. And it really kills him because he knows our show is great. We have tons of listeners. They yeah, keep I know. They keep, I know what we're hey, doing. Hey, guess what? They keep re-signing us to nice contracts here. Knock on wood. Uh, ESPN signed, uh, you know, hired you, yet you still want producers and bosses. Yeah, but to dude, be you know what? No matter how you slice it or dice it, there's a truth. And anyone could see it. Anyone... Really following our lives can see it. We are overlooked. Tell me why, I, I, dude. Tell but, me why, dude. We're the only radio show that I know of that also has a national TV show. Tell me why. Ain't right. nothing but a 
We're overlooked, buddy. You, you could say, hey, as long as our tech is getting cashed, that's all that matters. Hey, that's great and grand, but we are overlooked. What more do we have to do? And it went back to Russell Wilson. What more does he have to do till people say, you know what? He might be the best quarterback in the league right now. He can be versatile. You are. Eh, whatever. My Guido. No, you want to know Want to know something funny? My mom tells a story, right? If you want to bring up my mom and your, and your point. My mother goes, when I brought you home from the hospital oh, no. or something, I don't oh, know. Oh, okay, the I'm first sorry. song on the radio was God Sent Me an Angel. I don't know, some song like God Sent Me an Angel or something like that. Oh, right? Uh, something like that, right? I don't even know the song. But then she goes, and when I turned the radio on, she, uh, she heard Stevie Wonder, right? But my whole childhood, I thought it was. Your isn't name's he, Stevie, and no, no, you're no. a wonder. Isn't he lovely? Was what I thought the song was. Oh, what was because it? Isn't, isn't she, she lovely? lovely? But, but she was so. But enamored. my mom would always sing, "Isn't he lovely?" And I'm like, "Wait, Stevie Wonder singing it wrong? Because this song's about me." <laughs> isn't he lovely? I took her home and this song was on the radio. I was shocked when I realized uh, this song was about a woman. I thought it was about me, now, the beautiful baby boy she took home. You can't, God, but, but you really, oh my God, but what you I'm, really were what I'm up. saying is you're over, you're over love. Which, by the way, isn't a bad thing. It's just, dude. I, can I tell you, you the opposite? You, you, my mom you and make dad. all Hold great on. points, and you're oh. really psychoanalyzing, and, and you're probably right. But the truth is in the figgy pudding, man. The proof is there. The truth is there. We are overlooked. Yo. There's no question about it. Well, I, Yo, there's nothing more that I could do. We mm-hmm. do TV. We do radio. We were as interactive as could be. What do you want? A hand we job? What do you overlooked. want? Hey, I don't know. Some people, they get the fucking jerk off, and we get their jerk offs. We get overlooked. Right, I, I don't know why. Spot. It's the truth, man. It is the truth. Right, I, I, I'm not saying... I don't care about what other people think. That I don't would be, like being that would, overlooked. That Do you be, like being overlooked? No, that would be inaccurate. But what I'm saying is, let me just tie this all together. We'll take some of the phone calls. We got people hitting us up about this on text, on phone calls. So I'll read a lot of the feedback as well. But your overlove as a kid, which is funny to us. I'm not saying I wasn't loved as a kid. But my father wasn't an emotional, lovey, huggy type of guy. My dad's sort of a cold Russian guy who... Showed me that he was proud of me when I did good at sports. Dude, my oh, dad's idea of affection was telling me to pull his finger. Okay, but let me finish. <laughs> my mother, same thing. I was not, I was not pampered with like people tell me how great I was. If anything, I feel like I was constantly trying to like get love. I guess like my grandparents love me. My parents love me, hey, but voila. but what I'm saying is <laughs> that explains so much. But what I'm saying is I wasn't, I wasn't like. My, your mom's the type that was always trying to give you hugs and kisses and like over pamper you. If you didn't grow up that way, you don't need that as much as an adult. We all are reflections of how we were raised, and you love to point that out. Does that and, mean if we hung with like Adam Goldberg, he would be exactly like Kavina? Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, probably. He grew up with a smother. I get it. Look, there's no denying Shroop-a-loop. that. There is no denying that. But there's a sense that everyone has, everyone listening. Of being overlooked, and I, it's not a good feeling, and no one wants to feel that way. And I know, and everyone listening and, and watching right. what we do knows the same thing. Yes. That we're overlooked, I, I, and it sucks. I, don't, I mean, So, again, the check's okay cashed, and I know we're great, 
But really, I do want other people to know we're great, and that is a great motivator, whether we all like to deny that or not. Uh, and that's really my point. Let's see, Rich, I agree with you a lot, but I have to call BS on you not caring about getting shit on by people. No one yeah. likes being shit on. But you know what? I I told you I look at I I look at it from a new perspective now because I realize if someone listens to us every day and tells me how terrible I am, they're a fan of what we do, but in a negative way. So no, they're still call supporting. It what it is. They're a loser. What kind of person does that? No, but I, I look at it like, yeah, you can say loser. Yeah, good for them. Jerk they are a loser. But what I'm saying is, I, I, it doesn't hurt my feelings because. They're listening every day. It so, doesn't hurt my feelings either, but it does motivate you. It does. It does make you feel something. You know, it does. Everyone likes a pat on the back. But on a scale of one to ten, let's use the cake example one last time. If you bake a cake and your friends try it, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most sensitive about wanting to hear what people think about the cake they made, you're a fucking eleven. Most people are not. Okay. That's, that's fair. All. I'll take that. That's, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's a character. It's a character trait that, yes, a lot of people have. But for you, it would be like someone to be in denial of one of their main characteristics, and yours is, you know, being sensitive like that. But I'm not wrong, dude. If I told the greatest joke in the world, right? I just told the greatest joke in the world, and he said wrecked him, damn near killed him, and then the guy in front of me doesn't laugh. Am I the asshole? Or was it a joke about the greatest joke in the world? Because you couldn't remember the greatest joke in the world. No, that's a good no but really, but who's the insecure jerk-off? Is it me or is it the other person? It's not the other person. I don't know and how yes, you Yes, it even... is. I just told you the greatest joke in the world. Maybe he didn't You think didn't it was react. It's all you didn't even say, hey, good joke. You didn't even say anything. Not everything's for everybody. Not everyone processes it the same way. this is a fucking... All right, everyone has a, their own personal preference of humor. I'm telling you this was the greatest joke in the world. That guy didn't react. Who's the asshole? Me, because I was expecting a laugh? Me, because I was expecting a reaction? I'm the jerk-off? Yes. I'm expecting too much? That's just, to me, you're not doing your part as a person. How do you not see that? What's up, Donnie? What's going on, boys? Hey, listen, buddy. I, I, I don't want to go apples and oranges, but listen, I, I, I'm an accountant. I'm one of the professionals uh, that listens to your show there, and I... But I'm in the federal government, and everyone has an opinion about government workers, that they're lazy, they're fucked, they, they, they're, they have cushion jobs. I work my ass off. Even my best friends think my job is a joke because, you know what, I make it look easy, and when it's hard, I don't complain about it. I don't care what they think about me professionally. I only care what they care about, that they think about me personally. I go home. I know I did a good job. I know I'm managing a $1.2 billion budget, and I'm doing a pretty good job at it. They don't understand that. I don't expect them to understand that because they're not in the same field that I am. I don't care. You know what? I don't care. And Camino, you, know, you shouldn't care either. You have a job. You're getting paid, obviously. I, I don't care. I'm with you, Donnie. And those are all the great ways to feel. And I say those things to myself. And I do believe I feel that way. But here's where I get worried. If mm -hmm. you continue to do the great job and you know and you're getting paid and you know you just did all that. Yeah. But you're getting overlooked and no one's reacting. What happens when you're overlooked and you lose your job? Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? No, no. Aren't you when secure? you lose your job because you were overlooked, it, where's this? Is it? There's still satisfaction that you knew. But, but Steve, you just got a job with ESPN. How are you getting overlooked professionally? Yeah, that's. I mean, people are gonna. Dude, say I that, got. Dude. I got my reasons, man. I got my reasons to think that. 
Right, like I said, we all done. we all think that. Sylvester Stallone thinks you, that. You love Pat's on the back. You love Pat Summerall's on the back. You love Pat right. Sajak's on the back. Maybe you love maybe, Pat Morita's on the back. Maybe you need you to love. be like more like me. Look at me. And and you guys got down on me because you thought it was a negative uh, view outlook. Mm-hmm. But there came a point where I kept trying to to gain accolades and get more money and and fight with bosses and and you know just up my profile. And there came a point where I'm like. You know, I do okay for what I do. I do pretty well. I have uh, a good life. I have some money saved. You know, my wife and I do pretty well together. We're not making the money that the two of you are making. But for what we do, we're comfortable. So there came a point where I was just like... What does it all mean beyond that? Why that was I your fighting? phrase. Why am I fighting? Why am I stressing myself out? Why am I, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, going into these meetings thinking I'm going to get something and I don't? I just finally said... Let me sit back, do my job, do it well, collect my paycheck, and if something more comes down the line, bonus. Boom. Well, Spot, let me practice what I preach. Your cake is fantastic. Thank you, Stephen. You make amazing cake. And by by cake, I mean you do a great job. Thank you. The end. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Figured out who your new coffee person is going to be. I don't know if I'm switching uh, to Starbucks or if I'm making my own coffee. If you if you want to bankroll it, I'll bring in like my Nespresso. <laughs> we can have Nespresso Ooh. every day. Man, I don't I don't know. I'll make you a cappuccino every day. Just like a hot dog always tastes better at a ballpark compared to when you make it. A hot dog vendor or a stadium always tastes better than you making a hot dog at home. For some reason, I'm have a little rolly. Yeah, the no, but I'm saying I'm so I'm so conditioned to think coffee always tastes better. At a coffee shop. No, I know you no. could say, oh, we've got a great coffee machine at home. I have a cappuccino machine. It's fantastic. I get it. For it's me. Like your, it's like your dad. You know, no, you just, you're denying your dad who never would buy you dessert because he had dessert at home. Yeah. Richie. Oh, Richie, we have Briars at home. Would you guys like dad, to. can I get dessert? Would you guys like dessert at this table? Oh, oh your no, mom no, bought no. some flying saucers from Carvel, so I have to say no. Yeah, no I think no. we have ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> that would. You know what? Maybe maybe it all goes dad, back to. I don't to, want ice cream sandwiches. I think it all goes. I want the one from the year. You know from what? Denny's. It all goes back to my childhood. You're right. Well, well, we, don't, Richie, we don't have hot fudge at home. Well, Richie, your mom bought Flintstone push pops. Uh, they're in the freezer. But I want an ice cream sundae. Yeah, but we have. Uh, oh, didn't I buy you a fat frog? You still have it left over in the freezer. Do we have any cherries at home? Oh, but Richie, we have Bubble O Bill. Uh, you didn't finish it, so when you <laughs> yeah. get home, uh, you could eat it there because I'm not buying you dessert. I like dessert. wet nuts on my sundae. <laughs> hey, would this table like some dessert? No, wet thank nuts. you. Check, please. But Dad, I wanted the sundae. <laughs> Like I wanted the happy ending. No, that, that's honestly. Oh, but Richie, there's a nutty buddy in the freezer when you get home. But <laughs> it's not the same, Dad. It's the same. No, we, no. Yeah, fuck that. When we were, you know what? Fuck that. And when we were kids, my dad. You wanted the Sunday from 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 the Hojo. My my dad and mom. Glass uh, container. The yeah. way the way I, I was. Fribble. Oh, we can make milkshakes at home. Your mom bought a blender. No! <laughs> oh, it's the same no, thing. It's not oh, we the got same. a blender for our uh, no. wedding gifts. It's not the same. Fuck that. <laughs> my my dad, much listen. I I, I I had a great childhood. So that's but why you refused. I had a great childhood, but much like everybody, I feel like a lot of people listening to our show, their parents th- made you think that appetizers and desserts were just not an option at a restaurant. Oh, uh, we don't need appetizers. We'll fill up. And then dessert, you never got because you know why? We have that at home. No, I'm really? A spoiled little you fucking don't... pumpkin pie brat. You who are? ate a big giant 
banana, what are they called? Banana split oh. from ear to ear. Like, yeah, thanks, mom and dad. I hate banana splits. <laughs> you know, the more I think about how you were raised and how you turned out makes me really question how I raised my kid. Yeah, but I was very grateful. I was. That's the difference. That's the difference you were between given me and other kids. You would get banana splits? I would get the big fat Banana fucking splits were on like sink. the fancy dessert your parents, menu. Your I, would par- the, I would get the best dessert on the menu. Your parents didn't tell you things like, we have that at home? No. I mean, sometimes, but rarely. I don't think I ever had a banana split in my you life. You were at a concert. I never made them. I'd sit there with Wait, we were allowed to order them out. So when you were, can at I a, get more hot fudge? So when you were, when you were at a theme park or a carnival? Yeah, I'd sit there with a giant churro. Your your parents bought you the churro? My mom never said we got churros at home. What? They bought me one. When I asked I'll for spoil. Well, when I asked for a cotton candy or candy apple, my, you know what my dad would say? Oh, you, you don't, don't need that. I no, got sticks in the yard. You don't. We don't need that shit. That's bad. Bad for your teeth. No, I got, definitely got this. Oh, shit. you're such a piece but of I shit. But I was a good kid. Dude. I, think, I wasn't a brat about it. You think I was a bad kid? Yeah, but you were like annoying. I, I was like a really nice kid. You're out of your mind. That's You know, by the way, that says so much. <laughs> I, well, that's why I tell you these things. It, sa- it says so much about how we both are as adults. You are the kid that got everything they wanted. I did because I was fat. I got yeah, but I'm screen. saying I like, got, like I can't imagine like, and my dad and mom were great to me, but I can't imagine like, yo, if we went out to a restaurant, my dad with, probably didn't want to, but we my mom out, made him. Listen, if we went out to a restaurant, my brother and sister and everything, the only time we ever got dessert, if it was at Sizzler or Ground Round, where there was like the buffet or the the salad bar where you made your own ice cream with the the soft serve. Otherwise, dessert? No, Richie, we got a carton of ice cream at home what is it what do they call it when it's vanilla chocolate and trevor uh, neapolitan yeah neapolitan. we have a box of fucking shitty neapolitan ice cream at home yeah but dad no turkey strawberry. hill but meanwhile <laughs> you go to the the restaurant they have sundays and hot fudge brownie things in this set no when we get home uh i got creamsicles my dad like creamsicles richie we got richie we got i don't want orange sherbet oh your mom bought pudding pops your mom had coupons for pudding pops no i wish pudding pops richie we got shop right baron sherbet oh we got the rainbow i know you like the rainbow sherbet sherbet i don't want sherbet i hate you guys i hate sherbet i want a sunday no i want a hot fudge sunday with the marshmallow sauce i want marshmallow not richie we got we know your mother got it Shop right in the picture on the oh, orange, The orange sherbet and the vanilla ice cream blend. Oh. I got it just for you, your Richie. Mo- your mother got orange sherbet at King Cullen. Oh. <laughs> but I, I, it's funny, though, because your dad was right. But I don't want orange. Well, yeah. I don't know. When, you went, when we went out, I, I, look, I look at it this way. When we went out, it was more of a, a special occasion. So, yeah, I got dessert. I was, their, I was their only kid for most of the time. All right, so I bring that up just for the right. the understandings of the <laughs> dynamics here. And you wonder why Cavino is the way he is when your parents spoil the wonder. shit. I I bring these things up with but, intent. Of course, I know, so but it's not like you're figuring it out. You, I'm you doing know, it purposefully. When your parents spoil the shit out of you, you become an adult that really expects everything. Yeah, probably. And are very like, yo, it's my way. It's how it is. Like you, it's, it's so conditioning. Let's see. Rich, as a kid, my brothers and I would always want McDonald's or Burger King, and our mom would say, we can make better burgers at home. And I he's know. like, no, you can't. Yeah. So wait, someone else hit us up with another one. Jamie in Boston saying- Thanks, Gio, uh, by the way. Oh, yeah, Jamie in Boston. I'm dying laughing right now because everything Rich's dad said, my dad said just the same exact shit, but with an aggressive Boston accent. <laughs> we have it at home. Yeah, we dad, got I to want, dad, at home. dad, I want cotton candy or a candy apple. I so badly wanted candy apples or Get cotton candy. And my dad would always say, Richie, it's bad for your teeth. You don't want that stuff. 
You wicked he bastard. Was right, get though. in the car. <laughs> so the my dad, my dad, my dad was a no go on the cotton candy or candy apple. Granted, like I said, I got a lot of things as a kid. I wasn't some. I didn't grow up tough. I had a nice childhood, very nice middle class childhood. But my parents were very strict on the no appetizers, no yeah. desserts. I'd be sitting there licking oh. that rainbow swirly lollipop. No, oh, this is something. One lick at a time. You, laughing at little you, kids like you. You piece of shit. And Kavita. I'd have a balloon and shit. With a balloon. I'd have balloons inside a balloon <laughs> while, <laughs> while, while, while squirting a bubble gun, eating eating a lollipop bigger than my face. By the way, no offense. Thanks, Mom and Dad. That's why you're, that's why you're yeah. a piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> Dude, I, I look at you're my like daughter. Like laid up and I'd have a, a mousketeer ears on. Can I guarantee this? <laughs> Can I guarantee this? No, I'm just kidding. You went to the circus and probably I'm got all the toys. I'm actually painting a picture of my own daughter who I spoil the same way and it's not working out to my advantage. So, uh, it, it, like it all goes full yeah, circle. Yeah, intruders beware. Yeah, I, I see the kids and I'm like, I, I feel like, like you said, with my daughter, I feel like, I feel like Emmy has already gotten more amusement park toys than I got, and she's not even two. Like I'm talking, like we, my, my mom and sister just took my daughter to Disney, and she came back with a Mickey Mouse, like a, a little, a little, uh, you pull the trigger, a little gun thing, and it shoots bubbles everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, if I would have asked my parents, like, I want the bubble gun. You think my dad would have paid 20 something bucks for a bubble gun at the amusement park? Richie, you can blow your own bubbles with your mouth. You know the, you know the, you know the balloons <laughs> with bubbles? balloons inside it, like you said? You think I got a balloon with a balloon inside it? <laughs> no, my dad was good with stuff like that. He'd be like, hey, and he would like, he would have given him a very gangster, here's 20 bucks for the bubble gun, even though I didn't have those when I was little. So, anyways, Cavino and Rich. And yeah, I was spoiled. Your, your daughter's been to Disney more times. Yeah, uh, and she's spoiled, and it's not a good thing. Of, at the age of two, it's then, not. But I have my reasonings too, and and I and I've been in my life. I feel no, like both myself and her mom spoiled her to overcompensate for the ways that we let her down. You know, w with the family stuff and everything. So I, I it didn't work out right because now she's spoiled, and I'm trying to be more of the. Hey, we have that at home to set the expectations right. Uh, it's a balancing act. No wonder you connected to Pee-wee's Big Adventure so much. I don't think it was for Pee-wee. I think it was for uh, Bucks uh, Francis. I was. Yeah, you I thought, you, Francis. You thought you were Francis like, Buxton. Everyone's got a. Everything's negotiable. Everything's you, negotiable, right, fucking, Dad? Uh, you do believe me, don't you, Dad? <laughs> you were playing in your huge swimming pool uh, bathtub. Yeah, I was. Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That was my guy. Cavino had unlimited Hi, Air Pee Wee. Cavino had unlimited Air Nikes. He had unlimited Cavaricis. You're a little piece of shit. I my 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 outfits were had monograms on them. <laughs> like Francis. You were an ascot. I wore an ascot. Yeah. You know I had, what? A, little, I had a little train set that gonna, I rode around in my house. I'm gonna throw you one more. I'm gonna throw you <laughs> I'm gonna throw you one more dad thing, right? That is ingrained in me because of my dad, and I think about it sometimes and I'm like, oh my god, how hilarious. We would go out. Let's say we went out for fast food. I don't know. Give me like White Castle or Burger King or something like that, right? My dad loved White Castle. We had me, my mom, Jimmy, Lori, my dad. Family of five. Three kids, two parents. My dad would get one super large soda and we'd all like take a sip and split it. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the idea of getting my own soda? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. And eventually you, you were able to get one. But it was small. But, but no, but, but and then you mix and then you mixed all the uh, flavors together. Did anyone else's parents be like? Did the family split like one large soda? And to this day, when I go to fast food places, they're like, "Do you want the combo?" I'm like, "No, no I'm not paying for you soda." Want another, you want to know the truth? My parents would get fast food, and I would say, "I want a frosty." So my dad would go from 
like let's say we were at Burger King. What? Then he would then go to Wendy's to get me a frosty. Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> Yo, are you fucking shitting me? I want a me? frosty. <laughs> and my dad would be like, hey, get you, and then my mom would smack him in the arm. Get like, him get, a frosty. Get him a frosty. He and, wants I, and I would say, frosty, thanks, Steve. thanks, mom. <laughs> my dad would, for my little baby boy. My dad would be very disgruntled on the way to Wendy's to get me a frosty. Anything for you. He got a frosty meal. And listen, I, I and I and I licked it one lick at a time. Hey, spot. Yeah. Go to go to White Castle. All having little sliders, or go to Burger King, McDonald's. Hey, do you want combo? You want com you want combos? No, no, no. Uh, one uh, extra large, and it was always my dad. Remember, McDonald's used to call orange. They called it orange soda, but it was orange high C. So was your dad just a cheapskate, or was he keeping expectations down, or budgeting, or what? What do you think? I don't know. I feel uh, like I think, as that was a, the, I think that was the life. I feel. Like, I think it was the way families were yep. to make ends meet. But I also think my dad taught me. Not to be a spoiled piece of shit, to be honest. Yeah. As an adult, I feel like I save and I invest the right way, and I don't splurge on unnecessary shit. Yeah, I never did that either, though. Okay, my parents taught me right until you know one person could bring you down. I learned that in life. One person could bring down everything that was built. But yeah, no. Effective, your parents would get your frosty. Uh, that's that's what I'm trying to say, though. Don't lose that in the mix. I was very spoiled, but I was a very, very, I've said it for years, I was the best kid ever. Best kid ever. I was a ever. very good kid, and I was very appreciative, and I was taught all the great lessons that you described. So, you know, I, I don't think it affected me in a negative way at all. The only negative shit that happened to me had to do with the bad choices I made later on in life. All right. Yeah, my mom would get a Diet Coke and make us share it. I had three sisters. There was no way my parents were buying extra of anything. That's Bexter. Oh, Jason yeah. in Minnesota. What's up, Jason? Hey, buddy. Hey, fellas. Hey, you guys are hitting the nail on the head. Uh, growing up, appetizers, desserts were just completely off the table. But uh, my sister is 13 years younger than me, and she's in high school now. And whenever my parents invite me out to dinner with them or whatever, first thing my stepdad says turns to her, oh, you want some cheese curds? Shit like that. And you're thinking to yourself, appetizers? Wait, did he just offer yeah. my younger something appetizers? I, I yeah. swear to God, appetizer. Uh, there was I, not an appetizer section on the menu until I was an adult. I remember going out with other people, thinking, "Is this our chance to get an appetizer or something?" Because, oh, dude, you should see. I would, I would be eating cheese sticks and pulling out the the, the mozzarella. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, can I get more marinara, please? Like, do you I, honestly, I don't remember. There was no, like, dips. There was no, like, Dude, I, I don't even know what appetizers were back then. Cheese sticks, bro. You don't even know how I used to house mozzarella sticks. The only so time anyway. I got mozzarella sticks is at the, was at the diner, and that was as a teenager. <laughs> like, what, uh, are, what are these things? Whatever. It's, a, it's so funny, though, because I, I look at it, and I think our parents had the right mentality because I look at it you know, my dad's retired he's invested the right way he's living the life now but I think when he was in his 20s and 30s and had a family I think I think nowadays people give their kids too unnecessary too much unnecessary shit yo you're at the amusement park your kid no offense your kid doesn't deserve or shouldn't have the bubble gun a balloon a churro or this or that like you know, Curb their expectations a little I kinda, bit. I mean, I, I agree and disagree. I was a great kid. I think I did deserve it. And and you know, you're you're a kid once. I know, so why but not I'm make saying, it as special as possible. I I know, but I just think that 
someone getting everything they want all the time well, yeah, I, sets, I get sets that. up an unrealistic expectation in life. If my daughter goes to the amusement park, he's like, I want a bubble gun. I want a balloon. I want this. I want that. You can't get everything, kid. I think it's bad lessons. All right. We'll see what happens. I, I, I believe you. Well, we'll see. Because then as they get older, they want more. And they expect to get it all. And when they don't get it all, then you have a tantrum. No, we'll see how you feel when you see all these other kids with balloons and bubble guns, and then you tell your kid, no, you can't have one. <clears throat> if, yeah, they're, if they're a I good kid, why wouldn't you get them one? You know what I'll say? Because you Fine. can't afford it? Fine, go have go uh, hang with their parents. Let them adopt you. Yeah, but I, I feel like, you as, 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 like you, as you said with your daughter, it's got to be positive or negative reinforcement based on how they're behaving. And you've had to make those tough decisions where when your daughter's misbehaving, saying, hey, we're not going here, we're not doing this. Yeah. Half the time, I don't do anything. 866-969-1969. Paul has something to say. What's up, Paul? Pop him in the mouth. Pop him. You can't, Spot. It's, uh, it's against the rules in today's Let's world. See, uh, by the way, Alberta saying he used to smoke and would go to the corner store to buy his cigarettes. And every time I walked in, the guy would grab the smokes and throw them on the counter. And it took him a while to stop doing it because they're in, they know they're regular customers. Yeah, these are small town, small time things. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, again, we're talking coffee bean where hundreds of people come in every day. Nick didn't know you could upgrade or supersize or do anything at McDonald's because his parents didn't, like, sort of made him convinced that that wasn't an option. Wow, Rich's dad sounds cheap. No, my dad wasn't cheap. I think he was just being a dad. Never, uh, yeah, by the way, people saying, why would you get a large drink? Yeah, East Coast doesn't have free refills. Is that, like, one of the weird regional differences? Growing up, they didn't. No, growing up. I don't know, maybe now. I don't know, but, Spot, you could attest to that. East Coast... No such thing as free refills. You go to the South, and they're like, what do you mean? I'll have more sweet tea. Keep it coming. Like, no. East I Coast think that's, I think that's you know, it's changed. changed. It's changed considerably. Because a lot of self-serve fountain soda now. But, it, but back yeah. in the day, it was like, you got a soda? If you finish that quick, you need to buy another soda. Yeah, like I, I would always be, I always feel bad when it was on the No refills. I was like, I was saying, no free refills. Yeah. I want a was, Shirley Temple. You got it, Steven. Get him a Shirley Temple. I'll have another. And I see my dad getting mad about it. He's had four Shirley Temples. <laughs> I know it wasn't my dad, even though he, he was flipping the bill. Yeah, he's probably doing it. He's dad, who knows? Eric in Jersey. Hey, Eric. Hey. What's up? One thing I don't, uh, one thing I don't think you mentioned about was uh, uh, Christmas. Christmas for me, when I was a little kid, you know, you would get a boatload of stuff, you know, thousands of gifts. And then you're like 15, 16 years old, you get like two or three things, and you're like, whoa, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it happens. You set the expectations too high. I will say, there wasn't, Thanks, buddy. there was never a gift, there was never something big I wanted and didn't yeah, that's the thing. Like if like around Christmas my, you know, Christmas or my birthday or stuff like that. If it was it was a Nintendo game or a, or so, you know, something that I wanted. I was, you know, I was a very lucky kid. It just much like a lot of people when it came to going out, family shared a soda, no such thing as appetizers or desserts. You go to the amusement park, I want cotton candy. Yeah, your dad and mom said, "Yeah, no cotton candy. I'm not spending uh, I'm not spending the money on cotton candy." I wonder if it was a... No, I had the stickiest face in town. I, I wonder if it was a budget thing or if it was a I don't want to spoil my kids thing or a combination. Because you made a good point. Like you were just saying, if you got the money and, you're, and your kid's being good, why wouldn't you? And that's an interesting thought. 
Well, that's what I'm predicting your future. Like, if you're at Disney... It's not like you're fucking hurting on cash flow. If you're at Disney, and your kid's like, I want Mickey Mouse ears, you might be like, all right. But then what if they're like, I want a bubble gun? Are you just going to fuck it? Are they going to be the kid with a balloon, a bubble gun? Yeah, but Mickey, you, like, you said it. I'll get you one thing. You know, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's... Okay, that makes sense. I get that. Kind of what I do. Wayne in Alberta. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Wayne. How's it going, boys? What's up? Hey, so just chiming in on the, the parenting thing, it's like, you know, I mean, our jobs as parents, in my opinion, is to prepare your children for life. And life isn't always fair. So when you give your child everything and you try to smooth over those uh, ad- adversarial type confrontational stuff that they encounter in their, in their younger years, you're doing your child a disservice. Because you're not preparing for them for the, the way life really is. And that's why in today's society, you know, I'm, I'm at fault as, many, as, as much as anybody. Hell, you know, as a parent, you want to give your kids everything that you never had. But I don't think that's the truth. You know, I tried to, to hold back as much as I could, you know, given, you know, what the wife would, uh, you know, back and forth with the wife, so to speak. And, I mean, that gives those children the tools to, uh, to you know, deal with, with harsh yeah. reality. Yeah, but, Wayne, the, the question is, if there's no reason to not get your kids something, I, don't, I agree with Kavino, and I don't see a lesson in not getting them something just because, if that makes sense. Meaning, if your kid's being a good kid, and you're at, I don't know, Six Flags or Disney for the day, and they're like, Mom, Dad, I want to, can I get the bubble gum, the, the gun that shoots bubbles, or can I get a balloon inside a balloon, or can I get a snow cone, or if they want something, and they've been being a good kid all day, I think you get them something. I just think you don't get them everything. I tend to agree with you. Yeah, there'll be no, there'll be no, re- like, what would be the reason, Wayne? Let's say you took your kid to the uh, the fun park. And they're like, Dad, I want to. No, I want to. They have balloons at the shoe store. Yeah, if they're like, if if your kid was like, Dad, I want a balloon, or I want this or that. If they're being a good kid, what would be the point of saying you're not getting anything oh, unless they were being bad? Balloons in the in the closet at home. It's not the same, Dad. Look who's on line one. Kavino's mom. Oh no. Hi, Ten. Hey, I got a bone to pick with you, and you're lucky that I didn't call in during the week because I was at work, but I was biting my tongue. <laughs> You have a lot of nerve. You better stop picking on my boy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What was I? What? What? What was I picking on him for? Uh, uh, you wait till I see you, Rich. I'm gonna kick you right in the butt. Oh no! Oh, in the butt. He does. He got everything he deserved as a kid. He was the best kid ever. Ever. You it hear was. me? I can't help it if you were probably a little pain in the ass. <laughs> You're trying to tell me. You think yeah, you're, Rich you're is probably a hyper nose picking kid. You're I tra- was wait, not. Ted, you're trying to tell me, yeah. Steve Cavino, the guy I know, my co host and partner in crime, your son, yes, was the, the best, best kid ever? I had the privilege of meeting. The best boy ever. I was, dude. Other people in life brought me down. Well, that is true. That's right. You don't know. My boy was the best. He was not only the best kid ever, he grew up to be the nicest person in the whole world, and he's a nice boy, and I love him. And I know that all the nasty stuff he says on the radio, he has to because that's oh. his job. Don't think oh. he really thinks that way. Oh. Oh. Right. Oh. 
It's a truth. Exhibit and, A. And spotty. I'm so ashamed of you, Spot. How could you do that with that plastic thing on the magazine? That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> plastic thing. Oh, imagine. So imagine should I cancel that framed photo I'm sending you? So you do that. You would have a heart attack. Yeah, what if your mom... That's what if, horrible. What if Phyllis has it framed in what, the uh, what, hallway. What if your mom saw you with a sex toy in on print magazine spot? I'm ashamed. You would never do that. You too, Rich. I know you keep those things under your bed, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard the stories. I heard the stories. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Now, I have a you question. Better you better leave to... my boy alone. You think... Thank you. you. I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich, you balloon head. <laughs> That is true. Bear McCheese. Hey, hey, Ted. Anyway, you think I just what... wanted to say, stop bothering my boy. My boy is perfectly perfect in every way. Oh, yeah. thank, thank you, mom. Hey, thank you, mom. Hey, hey, Ted. Do you really? He so he deserved every every pair of Cavaricis, every every hot, every hot fudge you Sunday he got. I didn't do anything different than any mom wants for their kids. Everything that I could give him. I did without to give him everything and I don't care. I would do it. I did it for all my kids. You think he's spoiled? You should see this PIA that lives in this house with me now. He's the worst. He's the worst. My brother. She's oh, talking yeah. about my brother Tommy. Yeah. He's worse than Steven. Yeah, you know the difference. Like that. The difference. You know but but the, the, the guy that called in yesterday was absolutely right. I dropped the ball because you should prepare your children for the obstacles and trials and tribulations in life, which I did not do. In that way, I was so selfish. I didn't want them. I didn't want a hair on their head to be ruffled, and that was wrong. But thank God I had that other pain in the ass living with me that thought he was uh, Mr. Macho, a uh, man that kind of balanced it out, you know? Oh, yeah. oh that's Big Steve, yeah. Kids, oh, yeah. He was yelling at him. So that's my dad, yeah. balanced out, yeah. You know, Aww. so. But good luck, guys. And uh, lots of luck at your new place. And I love all of you. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. All right. Oh, love Thanks, you too. Love you too. And, uh, oh, I'll, oh I'll... wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Uh -oh. Have a nice Easter. And Rich, I can't get into how I feel about the Notre Dame thing with you because that's another reason I want to punch you in the nose. Oh, no, let's hear it. <laughs> anyway, the, um, the have a happy Easter. And remember, somebody loves you. Somebody, somebody loves you. Somebody loves you. Somebody loves you. Oh, that's my mom. Oh, love, you, love you. Bye. That's my mom. Oh, she's or Goldberg. Always a classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. in the show right there. I, let me tell you. I mean, she oh. is Beverly Goldberg. She is the Mexican Beverly Goldberg. Holy oh moly. Uh, you are an Holy angel. Holy moly. You know, what was I thinking? I'm sorry, Kavino. You're right. You are an angel. Sent I, from I was a great kid. Dude, let me tell you. It's what? like, uh, I, I can't think of a good analogy, but imagine like a, 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 a really... I was a really good kid, and, and life's shitty people, br it like, infected me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, uh, 
All right. Listen. I adjusted to that. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. The Yankees are falling apart. Our pets' heads are falling off. Churches are burning down. Churches are, by the way, so sad. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it is sad. It's very, I mean, at least you it's got very to go, sad. Rich. At least I got to go. I saw. Yeah. I saw. I saw. Um, I'm sorry. You saw the people correcting people online. Notre Dame is the university. Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the church in Paris. Actually, isn't the university Notre Dame? Notre Dame, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame. No combination of the others will work. I guess. Yeah. You know. Again, it's everyone's excuse, and I get it, and it's okay. But it is if we want to do the play-by-play and call it as we see it. Social observations are what we do best, I think. Mm-hmm. It's everyone's excuse to say, I was there, look at me, I enjoyed it. And I know it comes from a good place, so yeah, that's not again, where I'm coming from. You are the same person that when someone dies, you to decide whether or not should we post a picture we have with not them. Not all the time. It's Were they special to me? And I get it. It was a special place to a lot of people. But you can't help but recognize that. I'm not coming from a bad place. But you do see everybody's, okay. hey, I was there. Hey, here's me in front uh, of it. Well, that poses a great question then. If so, if, if, if I mean, a that was the first thing Rich said yesterday. If a, well, Spot, because I had been there. Do, should, no, I, should I have been I, like I hadn't seen it? I wasn't posting pictures of me posing outside of it. When you said no, Notre Dame is burning down, everyone first no. thought the university. No, you said Notre Dame. So everyone at first assumed the college. No, I think that's the – I don't know. Here, just Hold two on, ways to you're look trying at to it. tell me. You're trying to tell me when Spock goes, yo, there's some news, something about Notre Dame. You were really thinking the church in Paris? That was me, your yeah, first thought? Personally, yeah. yeah. Are you serious? I swear to God. Because what would be of significance at the college that was burning down? Yeah, it's not like the whole college would burn down. Oh, you guys are so worldly. So when someone said, if someone said, oh, did you see what happened in Notre Dame? You would assume they meant the church in Paris, not the university. If you said, if you said it like that, hey, did you see what happened at Notre Dame? I'd be like, oh, what? The uni- I'd assume the university. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. But if I you said, if you said, "Hey, you see what happened at Notre Dame?" I would assume some psychopath shooter or something like that, or some athlete or something happened, or some weird story about a college kid or something. I wouldn't assume you meant the church in Paris. So yeah, but part when I heard me. there was a fire and Notre Dame was burning down, I assumed the church. I did. So that's not even my point. It's a matter of our initial, and when I say our, it's the collective our, meaning me, everybody living today, our. Initial instinct, 99.9% of the times is how do we relate it back to ourselves because we're so self-centered and narcissistic and trained to be that way. It's like, well, how does it affect me? And I'm not saying this is bad. Again, just making observation. And how do I relate? And our initial reaction is, yeah, I was there. It was, oh, man, that really sucks even more because I was there. And that's kind of how we portray things. More so now than ever before, and it's clearly evident on social media. Someone dies, like you said. Oh, man, I met that guy, which makes it more special. And, and maybe it does. But I'm just saying it's, it's evident and depicted as such in what we post and what we see. Everyone finds a, a crafty way to make it about themselves. And it really is true, man. You could say I'm, I'm the dickhead and I'm also the culprit, but it's true. What I'm explaining is true, whether you like it or not. I know, I know what you're saying, but I wonder if it's designed to be self-serving or we all just interpret it that way. Because when a celebrity dies or someone of note dies and there's a bunch of people that post pictures with that person or 
You're right. If let's say, let's say uh, something happened at the Golden Gate Bridge, and you posted a picture like, "Oh, there's me outside the Golden Gate," you know, right by, uh, right on the San Francisco side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Is that self-serving, or is that you just relating to the story? Because I feel like people would have been doing that forever if there was social media. I think it's a subconscious way of making it about us. I mean, there was no social media on 9-11, but you know that everyone, when they looked through old photos, was like, yeah, I found the picture of uh, the towers when I went on a field trip there. Like People, people that's how they feel closer to the event. Yeah, I don't think it's self-serving. Empathy, I think it is. So sometimes. when so when we spoke of Notre Dame, Notre Dame in we Paris spoke of it? burning down yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. I mean, it's no, sort saying, of our job. When we spoke of it, based on what you're saying, I shouldn't have been mentioned. I should not have mentioned. Oh, by the way, I've been there. It was like the first thing you said. No, it was the way you said it. Oh, I've been there. No, you sort of made it about you. Really? Because I would love to hear it back. No, I, I don't mean to, it in, no, a, in a bad a, way. A like, again, you're Spot taking a, it in a personal way. It was your first instinct to make it like a more relatable way to make it about you for you. Not necessarily for anyone else, but for you. And you see that self-serving sort of nature. And again, it's not like I'm saying it's a bad thing. It's just more evident because of social media that that is our immediate default as people. Like, yeah, it really doesn't apply to me unless it, unless I can make it apply to me. It's like a, a tragedy that happens in another country you don't really care about. But if it happens here, you, you do care about it. You know, hey, that guy died. Did I ever meet him? Did I like him? Nah, I don't care. Oh, I met that guy. Oh, it means more now. Even though he didn't mean anything to you, you just happened to meet the guy. But we have a way it, of making it about ourselves. It makes it more And now personal. it's relatable. It does, but does it really? It it does make it more personal. Spot, do you have the audio from yesterday? I do. It might be it might sound like shit because it's remote, but Okay, here to back in the day, which was less than twenty four hours ago. Fucking man's the sucker. Hey, by the way, thanks for the call, man. But the beauty of doing live radio is that things happen while we're on the air. Can someone put on the news? Is there oh. something going on at Notre Dame? Yeah, it's yeah, on the, fire. The, the cathedral's on fire. That's what? pretty significant, huh? Not the not the get your mind out of the college gutter. It's the one in France. No, I knew that. Yeah, but that's that a that's a legendary landmark. You I've know? been so, there. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> how how devastating is it so far? Yeah, it's the only I've thing he said. Your first thought, huh? Yeah, I said I've been there. No, no but I'm saying I've been there. Which is great. Yeah, stop it, spot. <laughs> no, well, uh, hold on, Dick. You've been there, Dick. You've been there, spot. Great audio. I I know, but, but I said to you, if, if you want me to go get it, I'll go get the original. But I'm asking, what were you supposed? What was I supposed to say other than, "Oh, I've been there." Like that's not your first thought. Like, hey, Spot, uh, there not, was a fire oh, man, on. That uh, sucks. I hope everyone's okay. It's... There was a fire on uh, Johnson Street in Scotts Point, New Jersey. If that was a block from your house, you wouldn't be like, "Oh my God, Rich, it's right in my neighborhood." Don't, don't take it personal. Be, no, I think, my thought honestly, would be, I hope my I hope nobody that I know is there. The way you said it is the way most people, including myself, would react because that's just our default setting of who we are today more than ever before it's really evident and you see it it's like i mean people have been to notre dame right but now it's their or notre dame but now it's their chance to share that i don't know if it's good or bad it's just an observation really that's it you know when luke perry died you saw a lot of people posting photos of them with luke perry is that 
tacky, wrong, the right thing to do? I mean, I don't. It's giving yourself unnecessary credibility. I'll give you why. I'll give you a reason. I'll give you an analogy, which which makes me think this. Anytime a celebrity comes up in the news, not because he died, because he comes up in conversation or he's the topic of discussion, it could be, hey, man, have you seen Mark Harmon lately? <laughs> it could Mark be Harmon? Okay. Yeah, anyone. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to show you that I'm not really trying to be braggadocious. Gibbs? I'm just trying to make it about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark Harmon? He's been on the show. Now, why would I do that? to give myself credibility to the people listening. And, and not because Mark Harmon's a good name or big okay. name or anything, but that's my automatic default that, hey, people stop by. He's been on the show. I want you guys to know about it. You know, I don't want that to go under the radar that, yeah, we've met him, and that's part of the you know, conversation here. I do that by default all the time. I think but you with do it, but, but, but you do it with like a purposeful name drop to make it look like you're more credible on the radio. I think the average person is just relating. Same. Like, no, I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I'm more credible as a person. You're more credible by saying, "Oh, Mark Harmon, he's been on the no, show." No, 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 no. You're missing my point and analogy, and perhaps that's my fault. When I do those things, you're absolutely 110 percent right. I'm not trying to name drop Mark Harmon. I'm trying to give our show and ourselves some credibility. That we know what we're talking about. You know, we've met the guy. Hey, if you're new to the show, celebrities stop by all the time. In everyday conversation, I feel like this is someone's way of giving themselves extra credibility and making it more about them. You're right. I have purpose when I do that on the show. I think people have a subconscious purpose of when we and they do that in real life. You're not the only one. Everybody, take a look around. It's everyone and how they behave. I'm sure we're all guilty of this. Yeah, we're all guilty. Yeah. So, like, there's no need to get defensive, even though you were the guy yesterday. Like, I've been there. I've been there. That's all I've you been said. there. No, I'm, I'm sorry you're not well traveled. That's all you said. What do you want me to say? You see, you just proved it, though. You just proved it. I'm well traveled. You might as, you you might as well said, I'm well traveled. I'm well traveled. I'm well traveled. But I don't, think, I don't think if you say, if you say, oh, there was a fire at the Mall of America, I've been there. You wouldn't, like, it's not trying to prove something, but you, in your mind, you'd be like, oh, I've been there. I stayed at a hotel connected to it. Like, that, how does that, not, ca- how does that that's, matter? I don't think that's bragging or trying to, I think it's, that's just like, oh, shit, I, I can relate to that. Otherwise, it doesn't matter? That's, you're missing the point. What otherwise, it doesn't matter, right? There's, you're, you're, there's no empathy it's, it's unless, unless it could personally affect you. Yeah, it's almost the opposite of empathy. I don't think you're trying to show off, though. Like I, I, I've never been to Paris, but when I saw it happening, the what hurt me was the historical significance of this place. Well, they said a lot of the artwork and important stuff has been saved. That's good, but like, and I know that this is you know it's suffered damage before throughout the year. The, the church mm. was completed. I look, I have to look it up. It's completed in twelve ninety. They started in the eleven hundreds. They started in the eleven hundreds. <laughs> That's so the absurd. Fact that this edifice has been standing since. Uh, the 11 1200s is so fascinating and the fact that it just burned to the ground that is what hurt that's like what shocks no me that's what all. i feel for rochester pennsylvania hits us up again the most interactive show on radio text us 412 to letter c in our show 412-267-7469 or call us at 866-969-1969 faction talk 103 he says i'm overthinking it it's called relating it's not making it about yourself that's absurd yeah, that's what it used to be called, relating. But if you look 
at social media and really take the temperature of our society and culture, which is what we sort of do every day for a living, you could see it's not just about relating. Everyone's posting pictures I think, about, them, I, I about think, themselves. I, I think there's levels of it. I think instinctually, if you've been somewhere or knew someone or had met someone that something happened to, I don't think it's self-serving or self-centered by bringing it up. I think if you go the extra step and say, hey, here's a photo gallery of me during my tour of Notre Dame, then I think you're, I you're, you're trying to be like, oh, very much look at me, look at me, look at me. But I think, like I said, Cavino, there was a, you know, did you see no, there was man. a robbery at the 7-Eleven in Union, New Jersey? If you would be like, yo, bro, I used to get my coffee there all the time. That's not self-serving. That's, you be, that's, that's your no, first. No, it's making it about you. Otherwise, it didn't matter that much. Oh, that one? Oh, that one? Now I care because I used to go there. How do you not see that? It's, it's just the way we are. Again, for better or for worse, it is what it is. I'm not you're saying making, anyone's a making, bad person no, but you're for making doing it. Sound it. Like that's a negative trait. That's all. It is. It is. Ready? Hey, man, the 7-Eleven burnt down. All right, I don't give a fuck as I sip my coffee. Hey, dude, the 7-Eleven right there on Ventura burnt down. <gasps> the one I go to? Now I care. The, How do you not see that? Because you care about the things that relate to you. That's, that's an every person's But that's interest. not empathy. I'm sorry, so don't brag about it. Let's just be real about it. That's this. I, look, we all do it. I'm just saying it's more evident than ever because of social media and things like that. Just be real about it. It still mattered. What, because I stepped foot in it matters more? No, it's just you're otherwise like like who said who The guy that said it. It's like, uh, from, we're getting a lot of feedback. Hold well, on another guy says I'm 100% on point. People just want attention. That's Graham Perry, Alberta. We all do it. We all do it. So I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just making observation. It sucks what happened. It what does. Are, I've are, never been there. Do, do, does my opinion matter any less? Well, I've never been I mean, there. Waterloo saying, I usually sound like a douche, but yesterday it didn't sound bad. It sounded like, oh. Like, I mean, that's our random example. It I happened know. live on the air. Let's go to Carlos in Seattle. Carlos, you're on the show. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Um, Kavino's right, you know, I, I'm a cook, I, I, I work in multiple high-end restaurants up here, and, you know, I always name drop who I've cooked for, you know, I've cooked for, uh, you know, Drake and Josh, you know, a handful of people like that, uh, That's a regular of mine, I can't, I can't think of his name right now, Viper from Top Gun, Tom Skerritt, I, I cook for him on multiple bases, on a private, in private dining. You know, and so, you know, I throw those names out there because, yeah, you, you want that credibility recognition. Well, fuck, in, this guy in business, there's a, there's a big difference. You are, yeah, you are a chef. Are, people are in the business of promoting themselves now. I yes. Know, I, know you love to point, I know you love to point that out, but Carlos is a chef. So his industry and his credibility is based on he, he, he cooks for not, not only the regular folks, but he is a, a, a chef to the stars. You do a national radio show and a national TV show. So for you to be like, oh, yeah, um, I'll use Mark Harmon again. Uh, Mark, Mark Harmon. He's a star. He's been on the show. You know the guy on TV all the time? I get it. Oh, look, there's Max Kellerman on TV. Oh, you know, Kavino and I hung out with Max Kellerman. We were on a show once. I get it. You're trying to build your credibility in your, in your career and industry. That is completely normal i just think that i just think that if uh i don't know if, let's say all right remember the god forbid what was the spot 
the terrible shooting in Las Vegas where that guy killed all those people. Mm-hmm. What hotel did he shoot out of? Was that the not the Encore, Bay. wasn't it? What? Mandalay Bay. Oh, Mandalay. Yeah, Mandalay. Right. So if you stayed at Mandalay Bay the week before, We've you think there. it's self-serving to be like, oh, my God, I just stayed there last week. That's not self-serving. That's like your instinct to to feel connected more. I don't think it's, it's your it's your default. It's your instinct. Uh, but again, what is it more subconsciously when you dive into it? It would be odd to not mention it as well, Rich, for your sake or side of the story here. Like, yeah, if you'd been there, why wouldn't you mention it? I get it, like right? If, You're like not gaining you had, like, anything like if, out of that. Uh, if you had stayed at, like, um, like, our friend Shannon, her boyfriend Mike, yeah, he went to that high school in Florida where there was the school shooting spot. Mm-hmm. Should he have, when that story was terrible, what what was that school again spot? What was it, Jake? Uh, Park, Park, Park. Yeah, Parkland. Should should our buddy Mike have not mentioned? Oh my God, that that was my high school. Is that self serving? Right, I get it. Uh, that's a closer connection, I think, than you know the millions of people that have yeah. probably stopped by Notre Dame. No, I know, Look, but I'm saying, like it's... I said, there 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 is a, a matter of bringing it up because it's just normal conversation, and then and then mm-hmm. like advertising it. You don't see that? Of course, I see the big. Okay, I see the all. big difference. I see when the average person who met. Uh, uh, some baseball player at a card show post a picture of them when they die as if they were best pals. It's ridiculous. I get it. Everyone wants to. I mean, were you a super fan? I don't know, man. We, we live in a weird society, we, and, and you know, I could tie this into Game of Thrones. Believe it or not, we, we talk about. Uh, we talk about. Co- I mean, Coachella was uh, had just started this past weekend, right? And we we talked about it last night on the TV show. Coachella is one big photo shoot slash Instagram opportunity, mm-hmm. and it's a music festival second. Oh yeah. Because it's a, it's you a, can it's say a, that about life. Life is all about look at me first and everything else second. Coachella is the number one reflection of what you're talking about. Where Coachella, there's not one person that goes to Coachella, and you could say, "Well, I'm sure there are," but I, I, I bet you the minority of people go to Coachella, not worrying about the pictures that are being taken, because ninety percent of the people that are going to Coachella are making sure that shit is documented. Spot one for the music. No, because you posted a fucking sassy picture of yourself with a scarf. No, it was a bandana because it's dusty in the desert. You don't understand that. Uh, Ron. Hey, Ron. What's up, Ron? You've never been. Hey, been guys. <clears throat> yeah, I got to agree with uh, Cavino. There is levels, you know, of, uh, of doing that shit. But it's a one-up thing. It's like you, all your buddies yesterday, everybody's talking about it. And then you got the one guy who went there twice. And he's going to post all these pictures because he's got to trump everybody and say, hey, you guys like it today, but it's personal to me. I take it personal. Yeah, yeah. So hey, but, 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 uh, but Ron, <laughs> I think but Ron, right. but Ron, <laughs> but Ron, I'm not. It's it certainly wasn't a brag. If you listen back, oh, I was, it was I, such a brag. It's not even about you now. You heard it's, the audio. You're asshole. an example. Yeah, but you, now you're making it about because you because it's like it shouldn't. It's you're saying it's impacting me less. Because you've been there, I and wasn't. I, I never one time said I was upset, devastated, or anything. It's just when you said no, but you because you've been there. No, you he feel like you, were, you have more. You were than assessing. I, like more yeah, he a, was assessing how should I feel. More of a connection than I do. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I'm not allowed to be upset. About, I think your attitude about life is terrible. Whose? Yours. Me, Steve Cavino, or Spot? Both of us. Ye, both of you. How so? You're when we're just pointing it out, why would you take offense? To something that has nothing to do with you in this conversation. When we took full accountability as a people, now you're you're the representation of people. See, 
Ron, thank you, buddy, yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah. All right, mate. Hey, I was going to say it's that thing where you just suddenly you want to be the credible source for all of your friends. I never. You, know, you want to be the one. Yeah, like this particular example, I was never credible. It just all of a sudden on the on the air live, they say, "Oh, the the church, no, uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame bur- is burning down." My yeah, first, inst- my first that- instinct was, "Oh fuck!" I was actually there with my wife uh, a couple years back. Like that it wasn't funny, bragging. Though. Who cares? Why are you getting? Why do you, who who takes such pride in being a good sport? Why are you holding on to that? Who cares? That was our re- our reference from yesterday live. Scotty's- I was talking more about what we see on social media and what we see, you know, on the news and in conversation where. You know, it matters more to a lot of people because they were there. They make it about them and, and diving deeper instead of wider into this conversation. That's all. It's not personal. It's not a personal attack on Rich. Yeah, people are saying I'm with Rich on this. Well, good. You guys are being assholes. Uh, that's from Donnie. No, it has nothing to do with Rich. Eddie, I'm with Rich. I, I, I don't see a difference. When I read the news, the first thing I thought is that I've been there. If I've been there. Yeah, because what? It wouldn't matter then? That's the point. Scotty hit us up saying, "Don't don't listen, Dick. Don't listen, Dicky. They would have said the same thing if they were there as well. Just neither one of them did, had been there. Did that not matter when I said it? I said it would have been odd if you don't say it. But I think it's the next level of advertising it that we've gone to. If the like, think of a place Cavino's been that we haven't been, like Ohio, California. If like I've been to Ohio. you have, yeah. If there was a random place Cavino's been that we haven't been." And something happened there. Sedona. Yeah, if if, if they're like, yo, some creep, some creep is on the loose in Sedona, Arizona. You know for a fact, Kavino would have been like, yo, I've been to Sedona. Of course. But that doesn't mean I, I'm like right about it. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I said, that's our natural default. All right, it's uh, not an attack on Rich. Fuck you. Steven, Damn. Arizona. Steven, Virginia. Hey, look. When, when you are uh, relating to something that happens... That doesn't mean you're shallow or self-centered. That just means it's human nature. And if you take the argument to the logical end, then if you to not be shallow and not be a dick, you need to care about everything. And then then you're just a uh, uh, overly sensitive bitch, piece of shit. So mm-hmm. it's okay to to say, look, I I, I feel for that Seven Eleven because I bought coffee there, and not give a shit about the one that happened across town, which you've never been to. It's just human nature. Yeah, but that doesn't mean our human nature. That doesn't mean our human nature is necessarily the right thing because it's our natural instinct. I know it's not always right. Doesn't mean it's the wrong thing either. Doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. It's coming from a bad place. Steve, the best example would be if there's if there's a shooting. It is. No, it's it's it's. No, it's not. Steve, saying it is, dude. If 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 an ocean washed away a, a thousand kids from another place, you don't care as much as if it happened closer to you. It's true. You know, you know what it is? Well, you, okay, by, by that logic, by your argument, then that's not empathy. It's like, hey, it's closer world, to me. You're just an uncaring piece of shit and it's coming from a bad place. Bullshit. We don't have time to fucking care about everything in the world. I got kids. I got a mortgage. Uh, you know, I got bills to pay. I'm not going to give a shit about... Dude. Honestly, the Notre, Notre Dame, I, I, I've been to it actually. But I don't give a shit that it burned down. Now, if someone died, Truth- I'd care. Truthfully? I don't give a fuck. Okay, but that makes you, that Truthfully, does make you, like, I'm a bit s- of a jerk I'm off. Steve, but- I'm with Steve. I don't give a, you give a fuck. Like, are you genuinely you. upset about yeah. Notre Dame? I was yeah, and I've never been there. Well, I've been there. I saw it before it happened. Yeah, I, I, I am. I, I feel like that's sad. I don't give a shit. 
I told my wife last night I could give two shits about Notre Dame, and and then and they're saying on the news, oh well, someone's crying. Of course, someone's crying. There's a bunch of pussies all over the world. People are crying about. It. I don't give a fuck about Notre uh, a, Dame. A, 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 a building burned. A building burned a little bit, and no one died. Isn't that isn't that a fucking no victory? Died. Isn't that a, a victory? Histor- Thank you, it's Steve. a victory, but it's a historical building. Yeah, that just guy. That guy just proved that. It's not about empathy unless it involves that person. Hey, well, maybe it's look maybe at this right. If, if, if a tsunami happens in like India and and uh, twenty thousand people die, no one cares. Been there. No one cares. But if uh, there's a a kidnapping and one little kid dies in the United States, it's a huge deal because it's closer to there. you. I get it. We all get it. You know, we're just pointing out how it's even more so absurd and, and advertised today. There, hey, look, something... uh, clearly I'm hitting a weird button with people when I also took accountability of doing the same exact thing. And just because we all do it doesn't make it okay. It has to do. It, it also has to do with the venue of what's happening on the global scale, if you think about it. So, like, if something happens at, like, the Ralphs that we go to every day, it's like a fucking local supermarket. No one gives a shit. 99.9% of, or 99.99% of the population has never been to our neighborhood or has been to that supermarket. But when you're moving it to a global scale, to a city that people, tourists go to and frequent and this iconic landmark that everyone knows, and then you're like, oh, I've been there. It just that it ups the douche factor. Yeah, look, everybody, dude, even my family were passing on pictures of when they went to Notre Dame. It's not coming from a bad place. But when you really, again, dive into it, why do we do that? It just, it's more relatable, and it's just our, again, our default setting, which comes from now it matters a little more. That's all. It's just an observation. You know, that's really all it is. This conversation's taken a, a path that it didn't really even have to go down. Crystal City, It's just Texas. that it's advertised and marketed as a look-at-me moment mm-hmm. when it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be about What's the that. Rea- then what should the reaction be in your perfect world? It's not my perfect world, man. No, you know, people aren't perfect. No, I'm but, not what, perfect. But, but I'm saying in the, in the perfect world that you're describing, should everyone just give— It's the Cavino and Rich's Perfect show. No, no, but what what is the reaction that's appropriate in your mind? If we were perfect beings, yes. right, it would matter regardless of where it happened and who died and what color they were and how many. It would matter, period. But we don't give a fuck like that guy perfectly described. Notre Dame, I don't give a fuck. How does that affect me? You see, that's kind of just what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It just depicts how imperfect we all are. And we love to brag, and we love to advertise, more so than ever before. I've said it time and time again. All of my negative attributes are accepted attributes now, and people have ran with them, and they advertise it. These were things that made me a bad person if you were to go over my bad qualities. Now we as a society embrace them. That's all. People are saying there's a difference, Kavino, between people trying to get likes on their Instagram page with their asses out versus showing sympathy for something else. Let's see. Oh, Rich, you should never tell them that you actually saw the basement of the Alamo. They won't. <laughs> tell them, I won't tell them that. You know, they excavated it and they found. Uh, they found Pee Wee's bike. I saw that. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. All right. So yeah, it's a revolving it's door conversation. Yeah. I, I I agree. Didn't think it would hit a button with Rich at all. Like it was just a. Uh, Hey, we as humans discussion. 
It had nothing to do with Rich. Uh, and we can move on from it. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. I won't drag it on any longer. Because back in the day, we used to listen to Cavino. That's my favorite. I love the music you used to pick for this spot. You did a show with a strong man. Can you please give us a 20-second explanation for this? We signed with an agent. J- Jake, this is a real story, just to pay attention, because so you, might think I'm, you might think I'm this is like a setup for like a punchline. No, Cavino <laughs> did a, so other than Cavino and Rich, Cavino did a, a weekly radio show. Is it an hour or two hours? Two hours. A weekly two-hour radio show with the world's strongest man at the time. <laughs> this guy. Derek Poundstone, who's a really nice guy. My God. He's a really great guy. He really is. He was a, an officer by day and, and strongman by night. So we signed with an agent there named Jamie, and Jamie was a good guy. But part of his clientele was strongman Derek Poundstone. So he came to me and goes, listen, I have plans for Derek Poundstone. By the way, red flag number one. He was... Being that I represent him, and I was you. hoping if uh, if you were available, would you be interested in making extra money to help guide him and do a radio show with him once a week? It'll be sponsored and you'll get money. So at the time, soy I, was, mama. I was as desperate as, as I could be. And I have to explain why I said soy mama because this is the funny joke behind it. The Poundstone Strongman Weekly Radio Show was sponsored by like a soy protein company yeah. that paid to, I guess, have the whole thing run. And the, it was a woman that ran the soy protein company. And anytime Kavita would be like, well, how are we getting money for this? And the answer was, don't worry, soy mama, the woman that ran the soy protein company. I have to be honest. I don't remember what it was, but it was significant. The money was worth it. And it was worth my two hours a week. But... I was doing a show. I, I The joke was, and he was great, but the joke was, he's the strongest man, but I'm carrying the show for two hours. <laughs> so you're the strongest man. That was the joke. Because I knew radio. I knew how to keep it moving. But he was the guy with the knowledge, right? Because he's the strong man. I'm a strong man. But every once in a while, I would throw it out there. That I would throw some humor out there. That Honestly, looking back, it wasn't funny. And it's really oh, awkward. Oh, that's why I love it. And... You know, a strongman cop really he didn't he yeah. wasn't vibing with it. Jake, he was a cop by day, strongman by night. And don't get it mistaken or don't misunderstand. <sighs> he was very nice to me and we had a nice relationship. No one he is just saying didn't find, he just didn't find some of the jokes that funny and no, I don't blame him. No one is saying he wasn't a nice guy. Right. I just if you don't know the backstory okay. though, I'm just trying to make it clear. Uh, by the way, people already chiming in. Kyle in Texas saying, one of my favorite bits ever, I hope you're about to play, is when Cavino's jokes fall flat with strongman Derek Poundstone. Yes, it was painful. Oh, my God. Listening to Cavino talk to Poundstone was the most awfully painful listening ever. That's from Terminal, Texas. Um, Oh, look. Here's two of your uh, parts of your life intersecting in a photo. (laughs) Girls from the Hawaiian Tropic Zone being held up by Derek Poundstone. I think I know that girl. I think you know her well. Hey, but by the way, um, the show had over a two-year run. So, you know, it, it had its run, and, and people chimed in. 
I th- I, it wasn't a run. It was pulled by a uh, in a, a bus. It was a bus pull. <laughs> yeah, it had two. Pull. Yeah, yeah. He didn't run. He just pulled the uh, pulled the bus behind. Him. Are you trying to Are you trying to tell me right now that like Are you trying to not, are you, Were you insinuating like it had a successful run? I'm saying I made money. Okay, for yeah. two years at least from doing the show. Wasn't so it was worth thing, my like, time. Didn't he do this for us? Didn't he like bend a frying pan, like roll up a frying that pan? That was his for us? signature his move. His whole signature move, like, hey, meet Derek Poundstone, who, by the way, again, nicest guy. But like, hey, meet Derek Poundstone. He's like, hey, what do you want me to do? Rip, it was either do you want him to rip a phone book or bend the frying pan? We have I, with his hands. I think we, I think we left that bent frying pan in New York. No, he'd roll it like a tortilla or rolled frying pan. Do you think about that? Surprise! Though. I got it right here. Bent frying pan. <laughs> All right, we get the idea. Go on right. with the clips. So here are jokes. Cavino, Cavino would do his typical references, but this guy wouldn't understand them. So he just wouldn't play along with them. He, He's denser than his chest muscles. This is a little segment we back in the day called when Cavino's jokes fell flat with strongman Derek Poundstone. Uh, let's start with this one. Here we go. It's a track listing, so I got to click on the tracks. Here we go. Peeling back the layers of Poundstone. Are you ready, Derek Poundstone? Let me make sure I'm uh, I'm seated. Gladiators, ready! Tray tables up and the. <laughs> Derek I'll Poundstone, ready! <laughs> you ready, bro? <laughs> this is like this show is like we're we're like, it's it's one of those shows. I could tell already. <laughs> you know, one of the. Goofy shows. I'm ready. Sorry. Oh, I'm ready. cool. All right, cool. Uh, let's get into question number one. Oh, awkward burgers were served. <laughs> and that's like the st- the start of the show. Yeah. By the way, yeah. By the way, hey, welcome to a show. Here we go. This is the start. Back the layers of Poundstone. Are you ready, Derek Poundstone? Let me make sure I'm uh, I'm seated. <laughs> oh, let me make sure I'm seated. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. painful. You tried because, to make an American gladiator oh, joke. You, he was such a nice guy, right? That if I ever leaned a little provocative, oh. and and again, he was a sponsored guy too. What, was, what did your provocative lean look like? No, if I made like an off-color, like you know, dirty reference, it 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 was really like off-color and seemed really off the mark the when pro- I said it to him. <laughs> the protein power, pe- the protein powder people might not like that. <laughs> Yeah. I got some protein right here. I always pictured Cavino sitting in Poundstone's lap. Is that how it was? That's how the show was was uh, recorded, <laughs> yeah. All right, here, let's let's play more of When Your Jokes Fell Flat with Derek Poundstone. The soy isoflavones uh, affect um, men by increasing estrogen. It, it, that's, a, that's a false... It, it's, it's, it's an oxymoron because... To increase estrogen, you would. Would you call me? Have the body. You'd have the body increasing estrogen. You know, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. I don't even know what that means. Oh, you, he, you said he said oxymoron, and you made a joke like, "Would you call me? <laughs> would you call me?" And he, just, and he just kept going. And he just kept going. That was so bad. I deserve uh, to be ignored. Poundstone Power. This is a Throwback Thursday when Cavino co-hosted a show. And this was every week we would with, with the world's strongest man. Every week we'd every find- week we would have new jokes that fell flat, um, bumps with the, on the wrong road or anything that's been significant. You know that's been good that's uh, happened this last week. All the spinach I've been eating, I've been smoking. I'm sorry, smoking a pipe like Popeye. <laughs> you know I, that's borderline uh, Cavino, uh, not funny joke. There, sorry, brother. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried. Sorry. 
He said that's a borderline Kavito and that funny joke. I mean, he laughed, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Like I said, I'm doing a show, and I'm doing my same silly antics, but with a strongman cop. Where's the boob one? You played the boob one before. Oh, that was no, so no, bad oh, oh, and oh, awkward. I'm, I'm building up to that one. Here's another one. <laughs> How did you do that? I gave it a cold. I gave it a virus. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. That's something different. Yeah, again, this is all on CD, so they're random clips okay, here, that okay, we, got, we right, pulled we years ago. Here we go. Poundstone. Jokes falling flat. Kavino jokes. Here we go. Um, I want to say products. There's, there's a lot of stuff in the, that we deal with on a daily basis um, that contain, uh, if it's plant-based, it's going to be a phytoestrogen. Oh. Or, for instance, there's plastics that contain estrogen-like um, factors in it or, or molecules. And it's believed that if, it, if, it, if it's something that's similar to estrogen, that the body will think it's estrogen and it will have an estrogenic effect, meaning that it will um, not lower testosterone but increase estrogen, which can cause the guys, um, them to grow um, gynomastia, which is um, basically boobs. But Hold that's on. Totally wait, 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 wait. False. A synonym for boobs yeah. is gynomastia? Yes. Gynomastia, yes. Gyno I have I never heard that in my life. I'm gonna have to incorporate that into yeah, my vocabulary. <laughs> Did you see yeah, the gynomastias on uh on uh what's her name? On Kate Upton in the Three Stooges? <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Seriously, did you see the gynomastias on her? <laughs> She's got the bounciest gynomastias I've ever seen. Well no, but 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 gynomastias that that's that's what you're gonna call. Um, oh, a guy's boobs. That that's for men. Oh. That's that's when men uh, men grow, grow boobies. Boobs are for here's, men. Here's the deal. Uh, there's there's isoflavones in. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh I hate oh no. It's so bad. Oh. I hate it. Look at the gynomastias on that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aren't there any like stupid Rich Davis clips somewhere? Yeah, there's well, a bunch on. of CDs that Rich has pulled this morning oh, oh, from the, the from the, the box. The next CD, it's four more jokes of Derek Poundstone. Oh, all right, we, make we, it we quick. can just do a tribute show to Derek Poundstone. By the way, you know times have changed so much. We don't have a CD player in this studio, so we have to put the CDs through the we used computer. To have three of them, in yeah. Our New York studio. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm using a laptop to call up. All right, here we go. This is uh, Derek Poundstone. More jokes falling flat that Cavino told the world's strongest man. This is yeah. from, just so you know. Perfect for a, for a throwback Thursday because what, what years were, were what are, this these? This is so funny you should say this because I'm just looking right now. I'm guessing like 2010? No. This is 2012, but April of 2012. So this is exact. This is this month, Six seven years ago. Seven years ago. Seven, wow. Seven I years ago. more than that. Fuck. Seven years ago, Cavino with Derek Poundstone. So <laughs> just based on that fact... Which exercise is better for the overall body sculpting? You know what? <clears throat> overall Easy body question. sculpting. I would tell them to not rock overalls. They're way out of style. <laughs> what would you say about that, Derek? Hillbilly yeah, gym. Are a little, Unless you're going yeah, for the hillbilly are... gym look, I say no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty easy. Did you just look at the, the, the idea? Of it? Wait, hold on. That's the I fucking did, uh, worst. All right, hold on. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> and there's such a, like an emptiness in the air when I'm doing the show. It's just so awkward. The timing's awkward. So just based on that fact. Hold on, the hillbilly gym. Here we go. At Derek. Hillbilly yeah, gym. A little, Unless you're going yeah, for the hillbilly are... gym look, I say no. Yeah. 
Uh, pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was like, nope. How about, all right, how about this one? And Things right. Can he come yeah. back from his injury? They're saying six weeks, but again, is that a ploy just to sell tickets but you don't to know, give you people don't, hope that he's going to be there? Depends on how bad. You know, sometimes with, so his meniscus, they maybe cut out a little bit of it. Yeah. That had had, had torn. Um, it depends on how much was damaged. I mean, it really, unless you're the, you're the doctor that did the surgery, um, unless we have, any, you know, unless that doctor's listening, <laughs> which I doubt, but you yeah. never know. Um, we don't know that, you know, and so it's, it's hard to say. What if Mr. Miyagi put his hands together and did this thing, that, that rub thing, and then, was, oh, and, and then healed him? You think that would work or no? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Absolutely. I think they need to hire Miyagi uh, to, to handle this as a Knicks fan. But anyway, uh, thank you for hanging out. High performance lifestyle, health and fitness. Oh, high performance lifestyle? You said it, Buster. Uh, I was putting my, my hosting chops to the test, that's uh, wait, for sure. There, there's more. There's more. What is this one? So you, uh, bad. You made a joke about the zoo? All right, hold on. Oh, God. Let's see, here we go. This is, this is great. Let's see here. Governor of Illinois, right? Um, he had... Federal charges of wire fraud and bribery and all this other crap. Um, basically, all, all around a douchebag. Well, he spent his last day uh, today at the at the zoo in Chicago. Some I, I forget the zoo's name, but uh, so I want to ask. The it was uh, it was Zubali Zoo, in fact. <laughs> Zubali Zoo. Yeah, it was no, Zubali it was Zoo. Like some, it had Lincoln in it, so it had been Lincoln. <clears throat> Lincoln's Zubali Zoo. <laughs> Well, so regardless, he, he's so here he is with his family. He's about to spend 14 years of federal Yo, time. So those he that regardless don't know, to uh, me. Those, uh, <laughs> federal time is Lincoln Sir Zoo. I don't know the name of the zoo. I think it's Zibbly Zoo. No, that's no, not it. You know what it became, though? It became like, well, I'm not changing my humor just because he's not vibing with it. So I'm going to do it even more so. It, it became a little bit of that, and you could sense that oh, there. Because he blows me off with the joke, 80, right? Uh, yeah, on. but he blows me off, so I'm, uh, I, I bring it just even a little more. I got one more for I you. I like that Hold one. Hold on, here we go. Ask, what would you do? Before you're about to spend 12 years, 12 to 14 years in federal prison. Is this, Derek, is this Derek Poundstone's John Quinones segment of the day? What would you no, do? No, I'm just curious. No, I, you know, I, I never ask those sort of questions. We always stick to our, our format of, of high-performance lifestyle. And, you know, it's, we don't really do, you know, we have questions about diet. I'm just curious, how would you spend your, you know, because you're not dying it's gonna be away for a while. You know, how would you spend your last day? I sure as hell wouldn't spend it at the zoo. But I'm just curious. I mean, it's just it's. Well, you know what they say in Rocky, question. Derek. Remember, I'm not trying to be politically correct. I'm just quoting somebody in the classic Rocky. What did they say about the zoo? Retards love the zoo. Take her to the zoo. <laughs> hey, remember Special Olympics get really our word. Oh, well, you know, I said mentally, hey, I'm quoting a movie. Mentally. Yeah, it wasn't mentally, my quote. Mentally disabled people like the zoo. How about that? That's right. a little better. Okay, I got gotcha. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> so awkward. Oh, God. You know what? And I'm thinking, too, like, because he was such a nice guy. He really so was. Nice. Still is. We, we still he, communicate. How do you think he, do you think he, he probably didn't back. want to deal with me. But how do you think he looks back at that chapter of his, of his life when he was like, oh, remember when I did a radio show with that bozo? I think he, he, he likes it. You know, he's a dad now. Life changed a lot for him. He's still a beefcake. He's still into the strongman stuff. But we had two completely different personalities. Clearly. Yeah, I mean, he was way into the high-performance lifestyle. <laughs> I was way into making really stupid jokes. Clearly. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, and I just tried to keep the show moving, hoping that someone was laughing at the, the nonsense. But again... Sometimes, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it because I did, but I did it because I was getting paid. 
<laughs> I mean, you were. I mean, you, yeah. got, you can look and at I, it that and way. And I did like Derek. That's the truth. And like I said, we still communicate and, and follow each other on social media. Good guy. It's just my jokes would fall flat. And a lot of times, either he was on location or I was on location. So the timing was off. You know, like it was very awkward. But my jokes were, were never a home run with that guy. All right. So uh, I, I don't know. Couple, we, we could do more. this all day. I have a couple more quickies. I don't, I don't know if people are bored with this stuff. Or I don't know, dude. We figured it'd be fun for a Throwback people, Thursday. A lot of people I saying it's funny. Fast, people are loving yeah. this shit. Yeah, people are saying they love this shit. I'm reading the feedback. If not, whatever. Let me play the first break. This is Kavino and I on the radio for the first time ever. The very first time we cracked the mic for Maxim Radio where it aired. 04. We 04. we're coming out of Rage Against the Machine. Holy shit. So this is 04, 15 years ago, our first ever time talking on the radio together. Ever. Ooh, interesting. Let's see this. I don't know this. Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio. Actually, it's Maxim Radio. Wow. 145. I can't believe we're finally... <laughs> Doing this, man. I know. Well, not officially. Not officially. What's with your voice? Seriously. <laughs> My balls weren't hurting yet. Yeah, what the fuck? Hi, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Gorilla Radio. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I have no idea. Spot, why? It's Maxim Radio. <laughs> Maxim Radio. Rage Against the Machine. What type of voice were you putting I, on? I almost uh, don't respect our current boss because I can't believe he hired that guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> By the way, we've come full circle. The guy that hired us then is our boss again now. Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio. Actually, it's Maxim Radio. Wow. 145. I can't believe we're finally doing this, man. I know. Well, not officially. Not officially. Consider this like a sneak preview, a behind-the-scenes look. A sneak peek, yeah. one would say. Like like a tease, like like all the girls at our company Christmas party. A sniff, party. Like I a, a little tease. <laughs> yes. Like a little taste. A lick. I'll let you lick it. Like a sniff. Well, a sniff or yes, a lick? A sniff of Is that how you're going to describe what we're doing? A sniff that or a is. lick? That oh, my God. That's the first time we it's ever cracked time. the microphone. Should I go call the boss in here? He's, he's here right now. No. <laughs> Why did no. he hire you? No. Yeah, wow. I know, right? Oh, I sounded like such a wiener. But not as much of a wiener as Rich was in that answering machine, if you could find it. Yeah, I'll try to find it. Uh-oh, here we go. Hey, it's Rich. And Chris. We're not home. Not right now. Or at any time soon. <laughs> oh, so, leave it. What, what's it? I'll have that message. <laughs> okay. Bye. You're gay. <laughs> yes, you are. No, you are. Wow. And that was your actual... Incorrect. Yeah, when you just, called your house answering machine. Yeah, yeah. answering machine. That was my answering so machine sad. spot. That I was like, wow, who is this guy? Oh, boy. <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> right, I think I'm done playing these old clips. I have, let's see. I have two more. So I have a couple I can, more we CDs. Could, I, you could play some next week if you want. Let's see. No, this I is... Got pl I'm not going to move forward. All right. Uh, these are awkward and dumb. I mean, but they're, I, they're fun to look back on, but please, it's like, oof, it's please, hard to hear. Please remind me... Dorothy, Wizard of Oz. Oh. No, don't even do it. It's the worst thing ever. Come on, no, do no, it. no, 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 don't. Do it. No, do it. Do it. It's the worst production piece we've ever done. This don't do it. This is before me, so I'm yeah, not. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's the worst. Better. I'm this telling is like you, 06. <laughs> it, Eric, it's really gonna make us look bad if you play it. No, please do. 2006. This is. We had we had an intern named it, Dorothy. It might be 05. I don't and know. And she was this Dominican Russian girl who was from the streets. Somehow she became our intern, and and again her name was Dorothy. So, so we we Dorothy. made we made a stupid like bit about the Wizard of Oz. Oh, you know what Dorothy's famous for? Happy Valentine's, puppy. But but the production value was so bad. This is produced by <coughs> our our first producer, Sammy, and it, the thing it's the worst bit ever. 
The worst bit ever, bro. You don't want to play it. Please play it. Don't play it. It really is. Remind I remember me, it. Because her name was Dorothy, but she was a Dominican girl. So I think we tried to replace her with Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so it was, but it wasn't funny. It was terrible. But keep in mind, she was like a little gangsta Dominican girl. Can we just say like humor was different in 2006? <laughs> Own it. Oh, man. Oh man, okay. I'll, I'll play. I'll play a minute of it. I think it, even then, though, Rich, we played it like once. If you make, like, even then, our gauge was like that was terrible. Let's never play I, that again. Well, play one. If it's, one if it's bad, come on. It's the worst. Come on over here. All right. Come on. Here we go. This one. Coming this out. summer to DVD, the newly remastered version of The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> oh, no. starring Dorothy from the Cavino and Rich Show. Scarecrow, check that out. I found a porta potty. I gotta pee so bad. Why is the toilet talking? Oh my god, oh my god, it's a metal dude. Oh my god. Yo, hold up. Did he say malt liquor? Oh no. Yo, this OE will get you oiled up, puppy. Don't worry. My, 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 my goodness, I can talk again. Oh. Oil my arms, please. Oil my elbows. Yo, don't hug up all the OE. I'm losing my buzz. Come on, man. Oh. <laughs> it keeps going, oh so God. please don't. Please, it's painful. Oh. It's painful. Throwback Thursday, Cavino and Rich, we're, we're going through our old vaults, our oh old my God. random no, CDs. Don't stop. Wait, no, no. Wait, what is this? One second. Coming this summer to DVD, the newly remastered version of The Wizard of Oz, starring Dorothy from the Cavino and Rich Show. What is this? Whose idea is it to go this way, hmm? Hmm? Who's a dumbass? Of course I don't know, but I think it'll get darker before it gets lighter. We ain't running into no gangbangers, are we? Mm, we oh might. Who produced this? <laughs> oh my god. We were on a really oh low budget back oh, then. Oh, stop it. Yeah, I, Sammy right. did. I didn't produce Woo. that stupid shit. <laughs> Is it low budget or no budget? Yeah, it was due to negative bad. budget. We to... Well, if anything, it shows you that we, we've come a long way. All right, let me throw that in the garbage <laughs> pile. You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24 7 on demand with the Sirius XM app. Not a Sirius XM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on Sirius XM's Faction Talk 103.